For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I'm Doc Holliday. He's Isaac Bruce. Isaac, what's up, brethren? How you be? Hey, what's up, Doc, man? I'm good, man. Just hanging out here, man, uh, enjoying the the, the news, the no- notes and reports from uh, different training camps around the National Football League, man, and, and uh, just trying to get it and grasp it all and just to see where, where the Los Angeles Rams are landing, man. No doubt about it. Now, we have plenty to talk about on today's show. NFL training camps have started. The Rams are present and accounted for. They're in camp, and HBO cameras are in camp, too, because Hard Knocks is back in La La Land. Expectations are also back, as are several key players, Isaac and I, tell you who we think are the five most important players for the Rams entering this season. Also, a number of Rams are going into the last year of their contracts, including Jalen Ramsey and that guy, Cooper Cup. Which one is more of a priority for the Los Angeles Rams? And the first game of the season is about five weeks away at home against the Dallas Cowboys in brand new SoFi Stadium. We may as well take a quick look at the matchup. But Isaac, top of the talk, camp is here, man. Always an exciting time, man. I know it's an extremely exciting time for rookies and first-year players, but Vets, sometimes they look forward to camp getting started, but sometimes they don't. But, hey, man, camp means football is here, man. Well, kind of like we talked last week, man. I mean, it's it's a different training camp. It's a different atmosphere. Uh, indeed, guys are, are happy and excited to get back to training camps. Uh, uh, guys around the league, also you have uh, rookies who – haven't who probably haven't been to the facility this is their first opportunity to be to uh uh their their facilities their professional facilities where they're going to be working every day with camps being held on teams uh practice facilities so uh just to be around the guys uh i'm I'm sure it's it's exciting i mean some guys are, are are being ingratiated into uh how teams do things into the culture of those teams so there's nothing different. I think it's a, a, a full-fledged OTA on steroids right now because, you know, there isn't much that can be done as far as a physical standpoint, but these guys are finally getting to see each other, getting to know each other. And uh, make no mistake about it, there's the guys are sizing up each other right now because, you know, in, in about a week or so, they're going to have an opportunity to put get equipment, put equipment on, get on that field, and start really uh, testing each other's physicality. So 
right now you're getting to know each other, gonna gonna find out who your your, your new friends are on the team, the guy you can sit down and have some coffee with, the guy that you can sit down and play some uh, PlayStation with, uh, get some ins and outs on on different matters in life, and uh, and at the same time, you know, work your conditioning, work your strength, and uh, do all of those things that you you know should have been doing in the off season, but now it's a priority. And plus, you're getting two thousand dollars a week to do it. Two G's a week for oh, is that the camp fee? Oh my God, is that what you get paid in training camp now? Two G's a week, two thousand dollars a week, man. I mean, it's 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 nice, honest pay. You know, doing doing something that you love, and uh, that's that's the gravy that's on top of it, Doc. Because you you're doing what you would automatically be doing anyhow, and then at the end of the week you get a check for doing it, man. It's it's gravy. A lot of guys gonna lose the gambling too, man. We're just gonna call it like it is, man. Hold on to your money, man. You need that two two G's a week. But anyway, camp time, fun time, man. As we know, we talked about this. Camp is a lot different this year. Only eighty players, not ninety as usual. No preseason games. Practice though, really isn't practice, man. You know they get fourteen padded practices before the first game. Now Sean McVay just said he met with his players and coaches in person. For the first time in seven months, this was back on Monday, August 3rd. Now, the Rams and every other NFL team, it's this two-week acclimation period they're going through, which means during this two weeks, it's 60 minutes in the weight room, 60 minutes of on-field conditioning. Teams can also have 60-minute walkthroughs on each of the first four days in shorts and shirts. That's players, you know, can't put the hammers on until August 12th. No padded practices until August 17th, except for the Texans and Chiefs. You know, they padded up. They get to pad up on August 14th because they open the season three days before the rest of everybody else on Thursday, September 10th. But all these plans are in place, of course, because of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, this two-week acclimation period, man, then not putting on pads. Well, not even being able to put on a helmet, man, for at least, uh, like you said, man, another week. You like this plan that NFL – uh, has put together, man, an NFL Players Association has agreed to because I know they're still trying to keep everybody safe, man. But you can cut, you can say training camp is started, but come on, Isaac, man, looking at this, this this really not camp, man, not yet. You know, to me, Doc, it, it really is training camp, man. We, we're talking about training camp, the Los Angeles Rams training camp, brought to you by Unified Financial Union, and you know these these are the these are the behind the scene. Uh, habits and things that guys must create uh, to be successful and to have some longevity in this league, Doc. I mean, we, we, we think about it. I mean, we have 60 minutes in the weight room. Uh, you have 60 minutes of on-field work. Uh, the stuff that sometimes you have to walk and talk through before you can actually go out and on the field, practice it, and go full speed and do it. These are those times where guys can use that imagination of play calls, using the imagination of how you how you're gonna run a ninety press, how you're gonna run the eighty cab, how you're gonna run this post route. These things start to, you know, start to incubate while you're in a weight room, while you're in a training room. And you have more time to just think about these things. So you can you can bounce some stuff off of other guys, some of these seasoned veterans, guys like Robert Woods. I mean, I knew if I was a rookie like Van Jefferson, you know, I'd be I'd be looking to him to, you know, just to just to pick his brain to see how, you know, I can get more separation on my routes or how I should come off the ball, how I should be looking uh, on run plays and things of that nature. So it's a, it's a plethora of knowledge that's going on in between uh, the, the, the weight room and the training room. So these guys can really bounce stuff off of guys. And, and doc, it's so important because we always talk about how mentally uh, 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 task, how many mentally challenged this game can be. 
and, and what we do in between the ears is a whole lot more important than what we do physically at times. So these are those moments. They had this opportunity to become better film watchers, uh, to become better uh, guys who can really, uh, you know, maintenance their body, uh, knowing things as, as far as nutritionally that will help them on the field when they get ready to play. This is, this is that opportunity right now to create those habits that will carry you through 16 weeks of uh, NFL football. Now, you I, I mean, you made a great point, man, because, you know, people, you know, they look at walkthroughs, and walkthroughs is really that, man. You all line up, man, offense, defense. Sometimes the defense not out there, but the offense do that thing. You walk through your assignments, man. You walk through your blocking assignments. You walk through uh, uh, the route you're going to run, the quarterback walk through what he's, what, what he's going, going to do. And even though there isn't any physical contact and it's not full speed and you're not even running, you're not even really jogging, but those mental reps over and over and over again, uh, they do mean a lot because you said this is a mental game, man. And I always used to like to go through walkthroughs because, you know, it's it's, it's always fun. But you really got to be paying attention. But walkthroughs really do help a lot more than I guess a lot of people would, would think. They would think because you don't have full pass on, you're really not going out there and getting at each other. But walkthroughs are beneficial. Uh, when you say so, I – Oh, without a doubt, Doc. I mean, let's just be honest. Guys learn differently. So you have some guys who can sit in a meeting – and, you know, I like to tease quarterbacks. I have a cousin that played quarterback with me in high school. I just, you know, hit him with this uh, not too long ago. You know, you quarterbacks tend to learn things by just by being instructed, where other players have to have instruction. You have to sit down. You have to tell us and then have three walkthroughs before we get it. You know, uh, fortunately, I was one of those type players. I mean, when we go through and walk through it and I can see it visually and then start to use my imagination to to to. Uh, produce what the uh, offensive coordinator wants, um, it only bodes well for myself. It bodes well for my teammates. So walkthroughs are so important. And make no mistake about it, Doc, walkthroughs aren't disappearing after training camp is over. You have a walkthrough every day of the week for the next 17 weeks, hopefully all the way through to the Super Bowl. So those walkthroughs are very important. Now, but th- does it concern you at all, man, But they really that they really can't put the pass on until a couple of weeks and – you know, you get 14 of those practices before you really play your first game, man. Uh, does that concern you at all? Because you know, man, once you do walkthroughs, that's a different level. But then once you start putting on helmets, that's a different level. Then you put on helmets and shells, and once helmets and shells come on, cats going to be thudding up anyway, even though they're going to tell you not to, you know, lay off each other, no contact. But damn, that cats ain't going to do that, man. Especially they're going to be, you know, itching to, to do something more than what they're doing. Then you're going to have – you know, cats trying to prove themselves, but then you get 14 padded practices to actually hit, put game plans on, man, to get used to running in these pads, to get used to being tired, to being to getting used to being hurt. Then you only get 14 of them before the first game, man. I know a lot of players don't like to put full pads on, man, but it's really necessary, man, especially when you're at this level, the NFL level, man, and, and, and trying to get ready to play a long season and go face – some dudes that are just as big and strong as you are, man. I would like to see a little bit more of that, but I guess, man, you know, 14 padded practices, that's what we that's where we are now. Well, I tell you what, Doc, I think it it's important how how you use those 14 padded practices and when you schedule those 14 padded practices. Because here's the thing, we're we're already in a position where we have no preseason games. And back in my day, your day, when we had training camp, Doc, we're talking about maybe 35, 40 padded practices. Yes. So it's been it's been chopped tremendously 
but I think the, the the leaders, the coaches who who are very very skillful on how they have those practices, when they schedule those practices, you know, kind of leading up to that first game, and when you know when you uh, tell the guys, all right, we're putting the pads on, and for the next five days, we're going to be really grinding it out with our pads. It's going to be a lot of game situations simulated. Uh, uh, the, the goal line simulation is going to be live because I mean, and, and, and doc, you have to have it because football is a physical, physical sport. I mean, we talk about the mental part of it. We talk about the psyche part of it, but in, in actuality, we actually put our hands on each other. So that physical part, guys have to be physically ready to have, have a collision. I mean, it's a collision sport and we have to go out there and prepare these guys' bodies to absorb that, that collision. And, and to sometimes initiate it. So it's important that they go out, use those 14 padded practices to the best of the team's ability. And I think it should be closer to that opening, at opening Sunday before the first game. Now, this is what I'm concerned about, man, because this is what's going to happen. As soon as they put the pass on, you're going to have some vets who, not even the vets and the coaches are probably going to feel this way too, man. Yet you, you don't have any preseason games. But these vets got to get ready for the season. They got to get ready for – and they, they got to get ready against some guys who are practice players or some scout team guys. But they also got to get ready against some guys that's trying to prove a point, get the coach's attention, and make the team. So now you have these vets who they're on the squad. They got to get ready for the for the season. They're not really going to want to go full go all the time. But you have these guys, no preseason games. I want to go full go. I got to go full go. Something has to happen, man. And, you know, these vets, because they did it to me, they'd be like, look, man, hey, we chilling. I'm like, I, I ain't, bro, I ain't chilling. I got to make something happen, man. So, I mean, that's that's going to be a hell of a balance, man, for those dudes, man, trying to, you know, trying to get themselves seen and make themselves known going against some of these veterans and these starters who are on the team and making the team uh, because that's the only time they're going to get to prove themselves, man. That, bro, that's, that, that's going to be tough, man. Well, you know what, Doc? It is a challenge, but but make no mistake about it. You are dealing with another football player. And, and, and most of these vets, they may tell you one time to slow it down, but if you don't <laughs> and when you don't, it's automatically game mode for yeah, them. True. So, 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 I mean, they won't, they won't be screaming and yelling t- at you like a coach that, yo, young bloods, slow it down. No. Now I'm going to show you to slow it down because I'm going to put you on your back on film you know, I think my technique is a little better than yours. You may be stronger than me, but I think always it's always the wisdom and the technique that wins over the talent. So when I put you on your back, I think you'll listen to me a little bit better. So you can you can fire it up, but I'm going to fire it up the whole time. Every Each time it happens, I'm done talking to you about slowing it down. I know, I know when you come up to, to cover me, it's game tempo. And I mean, I'm blocking you. I may cut you. I may, I may hold you. I may try to frustrate you to see how you react to some stuff. So... I mean, it's training camp. I'm I'm going to see you for the next six weeks. It's going to be me and you. And it's funny, man, because a, a lot of young players, man, when they enter the NFL, man, their egos be huge, man. And some of them you can't say anything to. They're going to do what they're going to do. And some of them don't respect the vets. And they, don't, they don't respect that like they should. Now, most of them, a lot of them do, but some of them don't. So they be like, man, whatever, because they coming in thinking – they the man because they've been a man on every level, not knowing like, okay, once you get here, my man, you got to prove yourself. And sometimes vets look at young people and you can tell like, oh, okay, this dude, one of them dudes, he, he want to try to do everything his way. He ain't going to listen. So we are going to show you the hard way. 
Oh, indeed, man. I mean, every everybody goes through what I call a baptism. It's going to either be in practice or it's going to be in a game. I mean, you can I've seen it over and over again. I've experienced it myself from my, my own standpoint, um, just being baptized in a practice where I had probably the guy who was probably the uh, you have 11 defensive backs uh, in training camps. He was probably the seventh or eighth defensive back in training camp. And he was pushing me into the into the the, the orange barriers to keep the fans out every day during <laughs> during one on one. So, you know, it, it got me frustrated and made me want to be better. And it took me getting coaches, coaching, getting coached up from, you know, my vets that were uh, in the same room as me, the Jesse Hester, the Flippy, Flipper Andersons. These, these guys started, you know, tutoring me, letting me know how I can win against this guy. So he was my number one guy, my first guy in the league. And uh, once I got past him, man, I felt confident to, you know, start start lining up against the Todd Lights and, and guys like that. Chicken, my boy, Todd Light, Pfeiffer. Like those dudes, man. My two dudes, man. But anyway, HBO cameras, man, in training camp. Hard knocks back in La La Land for the first time. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that, man. Uh, you know, they get to see, you know, they don't get to see all the trash talk. But sometimes cats have a tendency to show out for the cameras, man, whether it's been in the locker room, whether it's in practice, whether it's in the meeting room. Uh, you like having cameras around? I don't know if you were playing, man. How, how you would have approached this whole situation with HBO Hard Knocks and cameras being all in your face? Because they would have been in your face because you were one of the main men uh, on those Ram squad. Well, it's, it's different, without a doubt, man. I mean, because I mean, we're used to having cameras on the field, but you know, cameras being in the locker room—that's that's that's the player's sanctuary. Players being in the in the uh, in the players' chill spot, the comfort area where the pool table is. That those are sanctuaries where it means what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. So now it's being projected in front of millions of people. I think, uh, you know, one thing about having hard knocks following people around, you know, you get to see and know uh, guys that you probably wouldn't have an opportunity to see. I mean, we know who Jalen Ramsey is, but uh, do we know who the rookie free agents are from, you know, the the quarterback? Mr. Uh, is it uh young kid that's coming in that's battling for a backup spot as oh, far yeah. as being a quarterback. We, we get an opportunity to see who these guys are, what they did in college. If we think we can see with our eyes, if we can project how these guys would turn out uh, from their player on the field, just having a personality. Everybody has a personality off, off the field. It's, it's, it's going to be important to see if that personality can transfer to what they do as far as they, their playing ability on the field because that's where you gain your respect from the players, from coaches and probably uh, the fans that watch Hard Knocks, man, you're gonna get that respect from what you do on the football field. And I love that show, man, and I love all the behind the scenes things that they do give you, man. But I don't like it when those cameras in there with cats getting cut, man. That's that ain't cool. I'm sorry, man. You can you can fade to black with that on me, man, because they they, they would have caught me, man. They would have caught me all emotional and everything. I would have been mad, pissed off, and everything. But anyway, man, I'm looking forward to that first episode. Also looking forward to this season getting it started. Now, as the Rams get this season started, we need several players to step up and have great seasons. But, Isaac, I want to ask you, man, who are the five most important players entering the season for our Los Angeles Rams? Now, not the five best, but the five most important players coming into this season well first of all you got to always start the quarterback this is a passing league and uh if you don't have a quarterback you don't have anything i think and believe that we do have a quarterback and i think that we have a guy in jared golf who's who's looking to really bounce back from uh, a lot of aspects of his game i mean he's been scrutinized uh 
really heavily last season. And I think this is a bounce-back season for him. I think he has the weapons around him to really uh, prove that he can be one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. I mean, we have Cam Akers now that uh, that's going to uh, man, man the running game, uh, he and Mr. Henderson, and just everything around him. So I think we're making it comfortable for Jared Goff to go out and just be who he can be and be promoted this year. Jalen Ramsey is my second guy. I mean, he's, he's playing, he has contract uh, negotiations that's probably happening this year. And I think he'll be, I think he'll be signed before, you know, we kick off versus the Cowboys this year. Uh, he, he's one of those guys. I think he has something to prove uh, and just to really fortify that he's the best corner in the league. And that's what I mean from something to prove uh, that standpoint. Uh, two guys, Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. That's a combination, man. I think these two guys are really those hybrid-type tight ends that can run routes. I think Everett's a little better blocker, but at the same time, he can run routes, and he's just a, 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 a physical mismatch for a lot of guys trying to cover him. It's, it's tough for linebackers to cover him. It's tough for uh, cornerbacks and that third cornerback trying to cover these guys. So Tyler Higby and, and Gerald Everett, those be two guys. And my last guy, man, is Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds has been that guy that's kind of been floating under uh, the Cooper Cups. He's floating underneath the Robert Woods uh, uh, with the with the uh, the spot opening up with trading away our receiver. Uh, uh, guy slipping my name. His name is slipping me right now. Uh, well, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, man. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. Be Cooksy. Be Cooksy. Out, out, of, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, you know, out of sight, out of mind. He don't play for us no more, man. We'll, we'll holler at you. Man, you know, he was that fourth guy. So whenever one of those three guys went down, he was that guy. Josh Reynolds was the guy to step in. I think he played very well, man, when he got his opportunity. So now for this this spot to open up, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's the way it is sometimes in the NFL. A spot to open up, you think you're going to be the guy to fill that spot. Then that team goes right out and drafts Van Jefferson. So, there's some competition right there for that third starting spot because we, we do a lot of 21 personnel once again. But at the same time, you know, the, I think the shine, I think the ability for Josh Reynolds to step up and be this receiver that I'm sure he's dreaming of being, man, it, that opportunity is there for him. So it'll be a good matchup, good battle between Jefferson and Reynolds just to see who gets that third, that third spot at the wide receiver. Yeah, I'm position. looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing that battle as well, man, because that is a, a position – that they need somebody to step up and take, and uh, he can definitely go in there and take that. But my five most important players entering the season, man, we agree on Jerry Goff because everything starts, uh, begins and ends with the quarterback. I always need the quarterback to play well, man. We need Jerry Goff to have another big season, which I think he's going to have another big season. I'm not even going to call it a breakout season because he's already broken out. But I think we're going to see more consistency with Jerry Goff, and I think he's going to have one of those seasons, man, where they're going to be talking about him possibly making the Pro Bowl because he's going to put up some numbers. Sean McVay is going to make sure he's in a position and making plays and playmakers around him where he can do some things. So my number one player is most important player coming into the season is Jerry Goff. My second is really a unit, man, because the offensive line. Now, the unit, we got to protect Goff. Got to keep him protected, man. I know that's not a player, but I'm going to take the offensive line unit as a whole and make that a player because when, when Jerry Goff has a clean pocket, my man is actually pretty damn good. But when the pocket is dirty, my man actually is pretty damn bad. So they got to keep him protected. Give him some time, man. Give him a nice little pocket. Give him some time to throw the ball down the, uh, down the field to his receivers. My third most important player is a unit again. Also, 
that running back unit. We've talked about it a couple of times. I've talked about it a couple of times. We know when the Rams run the football, regardless of the yards per carry average, they're pretty good. Last season, when they carried the Rock 30 or more times in a game, 7-0. Even though a lot of those games, they average just two yards a carry, three yards a carry, but it's still when they rush the ball 30 or more times in the game, 7-0. My fourth one is, is just – I just got to throw the man name in there. He's going to do what he does anyway, man, Aaron Donald. You know, whether he's, you know, uh, getting sacks, uh, raising hell, man, his hand and, and, and foot technique and, and, and coordination is so good, man, his quickness, man, and all his fundamentals, man, dude, is just outstanding. I just, you know, I just wouldn't feel right leaving him, leaving him out there, but he's going to do what he does because even when he's not making plays, man, that double teaming him, that's allowing the, the linebacker to just roam and make plays and make tackles and raise hell. But he's always a hell raiser, man. And my other guy is Jalen Ramsey because, as you said, man, Jalen picked him up last year. He's a baller, absolute baller. If we have Aaron Donald doing his thing on that front line, Jalen Ramsey taking care of a, 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 a third of the field in that defensive backfield, man, that's going to be huge for us. And I'm expecting a huge season from Jalen and talking about Jalen, he's one of those players, Isaac, coming into this season, which is the last year of his contract. Jalen Ramsey is one, Cooper Cup, Gerald Everett, Josh Reynolds, whom you talked about, Malcolm Brown. But if you were the GM, who's your top priority? Who getting that loop first, man? Yeah, I like imagining myself as the general manager, man, uh, even more so an owner. But but I, I'd have to say – I think you put the priority on Jalen Ramsey. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about one of the premier cornerbacks in this league uh, with so many different wide receivers within our division and within our conference. I mean, here's a guy that really steps up to the plate and says, you know what, I'll take this guy. I'll take the Julio Jones. I'll take that assignment. I'll take the DeAndre Hopkins assignment. And uh, I'll do my best to X these guys out. You know what, that bodes well for a defense coordinator and a defensive unit where you can do a lot more exotic stuff as far as pressuring the quarterback when you know that you have a guy that can shut down uh, one of the premier wide receivers in this league. So really just really getting Jalen locked in and getting him secure in Los Angeles for the next five or six years is, should be of a uh, priority for the Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, you can't really just, uh, uh, you know, just go without signing Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has really outperformed his contract, and I think he's a, a special talent. He, he does a lot of exotic, exotic things inside that slot. Uh, he's an energy guy, uh, a guy that can, you know, catch those short passes and take it the distance, man. And it's hard to get them, man. So uh, just having two guys like that with the priority having to be on one, I'd have to say Jalen would be that guy. And, uh, you know, I like Cooper, I like Cooper as well. I'm with you, man. Cooper Cup, man. You got to have a Cooper Cup because you got to have somebody for Jerry Goff to throw that ball to. And as well, Cooper Cup has put up huge numbers, man. He shows that he's not only productive, man, but, you know, he has he has all-star type of potential. But if you had to put priority on one guy, like we got to give him that loot, like you said, man, it's got to be Jalen Ramsey, simply for the fact that he is one of the best defensive backs, cornerbacks in the league, man, his height, his length, the way he can cover, his speed, his instinct, all that, but the fact that they gave up two first-round draft picks for him, man, you can't let that dude walk away and you've given up two first-round draft picks for Jalen Ramsey. So the priority on my list is definitely getting Jalen Ramsey done first, man. Then, of course, after that, has got to be Cooper Cup. But hopefully you can get them both done at the same time, and hopefully you can get at least one of them done before 
uh, the season starts. But I'm with you. I think they'll have Jalen Ramsey's deal done, man, before the season gets started because he really has some leverage because he knows that they gave up two first-round draft picks for him, and he knows they want to keep him. So, uh, And I hopefully, you know, he get, gets that money that, that he deserves. And he deserves big bucks. And, you know, Cooper Cup deserves uh, big bucks as well. And Josh Reynolds, you know, this is an opportunity to really show himself, man, to see – uh, show what he can do to see if you know he deserves uh, a lot more money and a lot more opportunities than he's getting. And this is this, this really is time, like you said, to go out and take it. And now, before this, now you know I you know the, the, the first I'm sorry Isaac, the first preseason game was actually supposed to be this week, man. I think Thursday, August sixth. Yeah, Steelers and Cowboys, which is Hall of Fame weekend. It's the Hall of Fame weekend. And my brother Isaac Bruce was supposed to be there getting his gold jacket, man, uh, getting his bust unveiled, giving one of them snotty nose emotional speeches. No, my guy ain't going to have no snotty nose. But giving one of them emotional speeches. Everybody was supposed to be there, man. I was supposed to be there cheering the end. But, of course, you know, with the coronavirus pandemic, everything was canceled, man. Uh, have you even thought about it, Isaac? I mean, how do you feel, man? Because this is that week man, we would be celebrating, man. You know, to be honest, Doc, it didn't even cross my mind until you mentioned it, man. Once, <laughs> once it got canceled, I kind of just put it in the back of my mind. And uh, as far as writing a speech, I'm, I'm one of those guys, uh, you know, as far as this speech writing is concerned, I was I was that guy that was like, you know, I'm going to wait to like, uh, you know, two, three weeks ahead to really put down on paper what's, you know, what's been going through my mind. So um, I'm kind of glad it didn't happen because I had absolutely nothing after thank you, thank you. <laughs> I think after that I had nothing written. So you know, it's given me an opportunity to really, to, really to just gather my thoughts, man, and thank the people that uh, helped me on that journey. And uh, you know, some of those same people are still in my life. So it's an opportunity for them to have that light, that light shined on them as, as a, uh, you know, hopefully it shines really bright. And uh, you know, I just haven't thought about it, man. So. Um, just have it postponed. I mean, it's it's all good. I think all things work together for my good. But uh, it'll be a good time, man. Once we have it next year, twenty twenty one, it'll it'll be awesome, man. It'll be explosive. It'll be have more fun in twenty twenty one. No doubt about it. Now, and the Rams. Now they open the season Sunday night. Sunday night football, man. September thirteenth, and brand new SoFi Stadium versus the Dallas Cowboys. Rams. Got to win this game, Isaac. Last season, we played the Cowboys, man. They beat the hell out of us, man. They just really ran all over us. Two players rushed for over 100 yards. Our Memphis Tiger, Tony Pollard, and Ezekiel Elliott. The Cowboys as a squad had 263 yards rushing. The Rams, we just had 22. Golf had one of those. Wasn't a good game, man. You know, he had 284 yards passing, but a lot of those yards came in like in the fourth quarter, man, when the game uh, was over, man. The Rams' defense gave up two hella long scoring drives, 190 yards, 197 yards. They beat the brakes off us 44-21. to But to open the season in brand-new SoFi Stadium on Sunday Night Football against those guys, the Dallas Cowboys, I'm looking forward to this uh, to that game. And, Isaac, I mean, seriously, man, first game in SoFi, we got to win, and I'm calling it, man. We winning that ball game, bro. Well, it's a big game, no doubt. I mean, I think uh, I think the way that training camp is set up, man, it bodes well for uh, both teams. I mean, because, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, defense coordinators, offense coordinators, special teams have really introduced who you're going to be playing the first game of September uh, already. I mean, the moment you step on on, 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 on training camp grounds, 
I mean, you, you should be introduced to game plans. I mean, I'm sure the coaches have been game planning this game. Uh, you get a lot more time to really uh, uh, throw some wrinkles in to, or, or unwrinkle some stuff. So uh, guys should be uh, very familiar with uh, week one opponent, Dallas Cowboys, and just hopefully they go out and uh, start to execute the game plan, getting this game plan that they're getting and just start imagining executing this game plan that I'm sure Sean McVay is just uh, just laying out before the guys. No doubt about it, man. And how, I mean, I, I mean, I guess it, it's extremely important to want to start off the season with a win, but a lot of times you start off the season with a win or wins, that unnecessarily means you're going to have a successful season because last year the Rams started off 3-0, and and we know how that went, man. Ended up 97, man. But just playing against the Dallas Cowboys, man, just having, just seeing that star and seeing that all that obnoxiousness not necessarily from the players, man, but from the from the fans, man. But that's one of those primetime matchups, man, and uh, playing the first game in this brand-new beautiful stadium, man. I mean, just absolutely beautiful, man. You do want to win the first game in, in, in that stadium, Isaac. Oh, indeed. I mean, it'll be it'll be supernatural, man, from a standpoint of just christening that new building. Uh, you know, the two uh, very, very – uh, noticeable franchises, the Los Angeles Rams and the Dallas Cowboys. It'll be a great matchup, man. I'm sure the hype, the hype leading up to the game, man, will be huge. You know, let's hope for, let's hope the game uh, matches the hype and uh, that the Rams come out victorious. No doubt about it, man. I'm calling that, man, getting that W. But anyway, Isaac, you and I got another W, man. Great show, man. Great episode, man, before we wrap this thing up. Man, anything else on your mind, man, while you're drinking that water, man? Anything you just want to give the, give the people? Oh, also, I, I forgot to shout out our guys, man. I told them I was going to do it, man. Uh, our, 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 our fellas at the Barber Zone, man. Q and uh, House, Marcus Brittman, man, be chopping me up. They be chopping Isaac up when he, he comes to town, too. So, man, salute to you all, man. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate what y'all do, man. Y'all be chopping your boy up, man. I don't get no discount number still. I appreciate the work that y'all do. But anyway, Isaac, anything you want to add, man? No, it's all good, man. I was, you know, sipping on the water. And, and let's be <laughs> mindful, Doc. Let's be mindful here. It's training camp. Now, in most training camps, it's very, very hot. Right yes, sir. Now. Yes, sir. But Los Angeles, it ain't too hot out there right now, Doc. You know. Hopefully they get some of those dog days where it reaches about 90, 92 degrees to get, let's get acclimated to just being in training camp. Once again, guys, stay refreshed, stay hydrated and make sure you stay safe, man, through this training camp, man. I want to see everybody opening day. That's, that's everybody that makes the 53, man, roster that is. <laughs> you don't care about everybody else that get chopped, man. I mean, you still want them to be healthy, don't you, man? Healthy and safe, don't you, brother? Oh, dang, man. Don't do them like that. But no, nah, I feel you, man. That's true, man. Anyway, Another great episode of Ramblings with my brother, Isaac Bruce, and I'm Doc Holliday, man. Until the next one, we up out of here. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.